Welcome to today's Ask, Ask the Expert call. And now, without further delay, let me hand the floor over to today's host for introductions, Jordan Termina, Marketing Manager from Align Technology. Jordan, you, have, you now have the floor. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. We appreciate you taking the time on this Friday morning to uh, learn a little bit more about our product. Uh, today, we have Dr. Donna Galante joining us and presenting for us. Uh, Dr. Galante treats both adult and teen Invisalign patients in her private practice in the Sacramento area. She received both her dental and orthodontic degrees from the University of Pennsylvania, where she also served as a clinical instructor in the orthodontic department. She is a diplomat of the American Board of Orthodontists and has been featured as a speaker at the 2011 Invisalign Forum for Orthodontists and both the 2014 and 2016 Invisalign Orthodontic Summits. Dr. Galante, thank you again for joining us. The floor is now yours. Great. Well, thanks, and I'm happy to see um, everyone is online this morning. I have a lot of information to cover, so I'm going to get started. Um, he, Jordan already introduced me, and I, I'm just going to really go through this quick. I am a 1984 grad of the UPenn Dental School. In 86, I did my orthodontic specialty program there. I was certified with Invisalign in 2000. And we've been a top 1% provider since 2010. And my husband and I practice together in the Northern California area, specifically Sacramento. And this is an aligned technology disclaimer that statements and opinions expressed in this presentation are those of basically me and not uh, aligned technology. So let's talk first about why Invisalign treatment. And I'm going to share um, a brief story with you. And this is basically our story, uh, my husband and I's story, of you know why we became um, very heavy Invisalign practice and very focused on Invisalign. And there were four major things that occurred. And it has to do with the economy, competition, um, wanting to be more profitable, and improving our patient experience. So the perfect storm, according to Wikipedia, is a situation where a calamity is caused by the convergence and amplifying interaction of a number of factors. And that's basically what happened in 2008. We had just purchased a very large um, building or a larger office space. We were in a 1,500-square-foot space, moved into this larger building. And you can see around me um, all the other the photos of those other offices. Those are our other offices that are located within that business park. And honestly, up until about it, two years ago, those, those were vacant. And there's been businesses that have come and go. So there was a, a real estate crash. Uh, most of you know of it. Um, our phone stopped ringing. And some of you listening to this had a very similar experience. Uh, our new patients' accounts dropped uh, tremendously. Patients were losing their jobs. The economy was slowing down. Um, patients were coming in saying, I'd love to get started, but you know, we're, we're, I just lost my job losing my house. Um, it was quite a, a pretty horrendous time back in 2008. And Sacramento was in the top four housing markets for foreclosures and had high unemployment. And again, commercial real estate um, was in the tank. The second factor was competition. And this is something that um, really is even current today. There's just a lot of a lot more competition. You have the growth of um, a lot of the uh, dental service organizations. You have more orthodontists moving in. You have just a lot of people competing for those braces patients. We said to ourselves, gosh, we've got to do something different because what we've been doing was not working anymore. And doing some research and looking at just trying to figure out, well, what can we do that's different? Now, of course, we have been doing Invisalign, but we weren't doing as much as Dr. Klein here 
is talking about. And, you know, he was looking at offices, and this was early 2009, a JCO article, and saying that the most monetarily productive offices were performing the most Invisalign treatment. And further on in that same article, he actually showed that the offices that were having the highest revenues, over a million dollars, had 27% of their cases were Invisalign. And we certainly were probably more about 10% at that point. There were a few other things that definitely interested me on pursuing more Invisalign, and this was another one. This was from um, the Levin Group. Um, they looked at a 1,000 different offices, and they found that there was a huge impact on patient-to-patient -patient referrals. And when your phone isn't ringing, you need to have that phone start ringing, and patient referrals are lifeblood of our practices. And you can see in this chart here that Invisalign, on average, for every 10 cases, that um, you had four and a half starts meaning referrals versus wires and brackets, which were under about two and a half. The, fifth, the fourth piece of this was improving the patient experience. And, and this is a huge one for us. And, and for some of you listening, um, certainly um, there's always room to improve the patient experience, no matter what is happening. And at the time, and actually even to today, we still run the, these customer surveys, these patient surveys, and we asked, it was a two-part survey. They were asked to say, what is important to you in choosing an orthodontist? And secondly, how are we doing? And our results showed that um, based on 250 surveys, these are the top four things that were important. And if you go through them quickly, the final result was at or beyond their expectations. So people want good results. They want to talk to their doctors. They want to be seen on time. And they want problems handled quickly, especially broken brackets. And the part about being seen on time, we had bad marks. So when we were asked how are we doing with these four things, we got uh, bad marks on being working, you know, seeing people on time. So to us, you know, Invisalign seemed like the answer to a lot of our issues at the time. And I'm going to share with you our results. We, we started to focus on Invisalign and started to basically <laughs> improve our bottom line rather, rather quickly. So 2008, the decline of the economy, the competition, wanting to be different, wanting to improve our patients. 10% of the practice was only Invisalign. Boy, 2008, 2009, while we were trying to figure things out, we had a 30% drop in practice revenue. I mean, it was that's huge. So a third of our practice was gone in a, in a, in a period of about 18 months. We really latched onto Invisalign the mid to tail end of 2009. By 2010 uh, through 2011, we saw 39% growth in our practice revenue. This is actual revenue growth. And currently today, we have double-digit growth each and every year. And in 2016, 65% uh, of our practice is now Invisalign treatment. And the patient experience improved. And for those clinical team members online and, and even the treatment coordinators, I mean, it's wonderful to have fewer SOS appointments. We're able to schedule patients out 10 to 12 weeks. And for scheduling coordinators, what a gift that is to be able to move patients out 10 to 12 weeks and not have your schedule so impacted. Our appointments are shorter. They're less frequent. When we do have patients in the chair, we're spending a lot less time putting brackets back on and reviewing hygiene. We're running on time, which makes for happier patients and parents. And guess what? Less stressed out staff and doctors. Um, our treatment times, you know, it takes, it takes a while to, to kind of get into the groove, but actually we're finding our treatment times are decreasing. And guess what? Our referrals came in sooner, which is what we really, really needed. So 
For you listening to this, I think this is a really important point that I'm driving right in the beginning, and it has to do with why Invisalign. Why you might be already doing some Invisalign, but why not more Invisalign? Why not make it a bigger part of your practice? And maybe for some of you, you know, it's all about serving the patient and parent, and, and honestly, it should be, right? Um, minimal appointment, excellent oral hygiene. Think about these moms. I mean, for those of you that are moms on the line today watching this, I mean, you're busy. We're all busy. I mean, everybody's busy. And, you know, you have a parent now who has a child that has a broken bracket and they got to take them out of school or they have to miss work. It's, it, it's a big deal for them. How about having patients not have as much discomfort? How about telling mom, look, no special meals? A lot of moms and patients like the fact that they can um, get their photos for school taken. They're virtually invisible. We don't, you know, as far as protecting the teeth, certainly a lot better than having a set of braces on when you're playing basketball. And for some people, honestly, they're going to come to your office. It's their only option. They're going to find somebody else to give them Invisalign if you're not offering that. And again, hey, why not Invisalign to serve your, you and, and your doctor, right? Um, fewer appointments, share time is quicker, scheduling is easier. I'm telling you, you'll have a lot less broken brackets. It's kind of nice at 4 o'clock not to be sitting there buried in broken brackets. Patients are excited literally from day one. You get those referrals soon. You don't have to wait till the patient gets their braces off. Definitely a lot less hygiene issues. And if you do send them back to their family dentist, pretty easy to clean their teeth. Less pain. Everyone's a lot happier. Less chair side time um, needed for the doctor. Um, because the treatment is already programmed and set in place. And you know how doctors sometimes, you know, we don't always get to the chair on time when you need us. So that's a big, that's a big plus. And really, honestly, it's what patients and parents really want. So um, normally I show a little video. If you've ever seen any of my talks, I don't have time for the video, but there is a TED Talk by Simon Sinek. I think you should watch it. It's about you know, 20 minutes, and it's worth watching. He starts with um, the big question, start with the why, and this is his book, Start with the Why, and I think you'll find it to be uh, really inspiring in figuring out your own why for your practice. So let's quickly talk about teens. This is a study that was done by, um, uh, it was done in conjunction with Align Technology. They hired a, a, a PR firm called Kelton, and this was done um, online. It was 3,500 teenagers were polled and 2,200 moms, okay, and they broke up into three separate groups. There were some in treatment, some were post-treatment, and some were thinking about treatment. And the bottom line was that Invisalign treatment results in more confident and active teens than braces. And it basically, they found that close to 47% of the patients who were in Invisalign said they had a boost in self-esteem, versus the braces, only 22%. And this is really very significant, I think very important. For those of us that, you know, are talking to teens, working with teens, engaging with teens, you know how important it is for them to feel confident, have um, self-confidence, especially through, the, through those high school years. Um, and those of us that are parents of teens, um, it, it, it's a huge factor in their life, in their day-to-day -day life, especially as they go through um, junior high and high school. So some of you are already on board with doing some Invisalign. And some of you are still sitting on the fence about it. And some of you are saying, well, okay, I'd love to offer it, but my mom told me Joey's not going to wear them. My dad told me they're too expensive. And you and maybe your doctor or maybe just your doctor say they're not going to work. So let's talk about these objections. Okay, let's hit the one mom says Joey won't wear them. 
And this is a very valid one. We hear it all the time. And I encourage you, get your hands on this book. It's a, it's a great book. It talks about the triggers that are used that help make, that people use to make decisions by Russell Granger, The Seven Triggers to Yes. And I don't have time today to go through all of them, but we're going to talk about the contrast triggers today. And it has to do with educating your parents and your patients. Because you know what? A lot of these patients and families come in, they have no clue about Invisalign. I mean, it's hard to believe that, yes, they come in. I had one just the other evening, an adult female, and she had had, her son had braces in our practice many, many years ago. Now it's her turn. She really didn't know very much about Invisalign. So you need to share this information. It's part of what you're doing as a treatment coordinator or a clinical assistant. And quite honestly, everybody in the office needs to know this. And you need to go through this benefit with the parents and the patient, whether they're an adult or a teenager, before, you know, before allowing them to make a decision. So I, you know, it's kind of the compare and contrast. Fewer visits, less time, no emergency visits, no need to make special dinners a lot less discomfort. I mean, this is important for a lot of parents. And um, the fact that it is a lot more comfortable for the child, I think it's something that we, you know, you need to discuss with the parent. Easy to brush and floss so the parent doesn't have to worry so much about, you know, decay. Photos can be taken. If they're really worried about the child losing them, the teen cases have the blue indicator tab. Um, and, and also they can get replacements, up to six replacements. So. You know, the, the whole argument, well, they're going to lose them. Okay, no problem. We can replace it for you at no charge. Quite honestly, in our office, our teens are on a week cycle at this point in time, so we just haven't switched to the next set anyway, so there's no ordering of replacements. The indicated tabs, you know, it's more of a comfort thing for the parents to say, okay, I want to monitor and make sure they're wearing them. But I would say if you go through all of these points, they're going to be kind of excited. I mean, not kind of. They're going to be really excited about Invisalign. And then they're thinking, wow, this must cost me $10,000. It sounds too good to be true. And you need to have this one statement uh, in there or somewhere in, in your information to the family. They're the same price as braces or only an additional 500 Now, I have this number, only additional 500 It's kind of a magic number. Um, I'm not opposed if you want to charge a little more. But if you start hitting patients up for another $1,500, for Invisalign, you probably will lose them, and they're going to either um, they're going to try to go somewhere else and get Invisalign for a price that they can afford. So, you know, we start off with a $500 um, premium on it because that was the price of our ceramics, and now we are at the same price. And you will have to have that conversation, you know, with your team members and figure out what everyone's comfortable with. The dads, hey, they're too expensive. I can't afford this, right? And um, being flexible with your financing is really critical. Um, you know, we offer paid in full. I'm sure all of you do. This is where it really gets to be important, the down payment issues. Again, you may offer Invisalign for the same price or $500 more, but you're, out, you're asking for $1,500 down. And there's enough research out there, and it's not just me. I mean, you can look at consultants out there, any sort of um, Anybody out in the dental world today that does any sort of consulting for, for orthodontic offices will tell you you've got to have some flexibility in your down payment and use an auto draft system. And it's very important, we have found, to keep our monthly payments down to about $200 or less. So um, again, this is going to be a conversation. You're going to have to take this information you're learning today, you know, have a team meeting. Um, if your doctors, you know, bring your doctors into this meeting and discuss, well, you know, we've we got to get more Invisalign started. 
uh, patients are willing to start, but they can't do it with $1,500 down. Um, can we try a more moderate uh, down payment? And I think when you start to be a little bit more flexible, you're going to get a lot more starts and patients going, okay, yes, I want Invisalign. Um, adding value uh, is it another way of getting people to start sometimes. I mean, we'll do these types of promos during slower months, like the Vivera retainers at 50% off, um, some 5% additional discount if they start today. Um, again, it's all about adding value, trying not to necessarily discount our fees, but maybe adding some value if we can. And again, I think it's important to really be flexible. Finally, you and or your doctor say they will not work in this case. And um, I'm going to show you some cases. And I have to say that I've had um, several PCs that I've hired in the past that came on board and didn't know anything about Invisalign. I mean, zero. I mean, ground zero. In fact, one of them several years ago had told me the doctor she used to work for told her it was didn't work and don't even talk about it. So. Um, it, 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 you, can, um, you can become a believer, okay? Um, your doctors can become believers, and it just requires education, okay? Um, patients are getting educated. Parents are getting educated. Now it's time for you, your team, your doctor to get educated. So here's Joey, and I show this case because it's a pretty simple case, but he was told me he wasn't a candidate and for Invisalign. And you can see it's a class one. There's some mild crowding. He's got minimal overjet. He's He's a freshman in high school. This is a very typical case that we see in our offices. Easily, easily corrected with Invisalign within 12 months and six appointments total. No refinements needed. And you can see the before and after. And this is what your patients are wanting, especially these uh, 13, 14-year-old uh, kids. I mean, they're hitting high school. Braces is, is, is not the thing these days. Luke, age 12, a little bit more challenging case. Some of you would be like, wow, there's just no way that Invisalign would work in Luke. Again, it's just learning how to use the system, learning ClinCheck Pro. Um, but I think a lot of it comes from your enthusiasm in the TC room and, you know, saying to the patient, yes, your son's a great candidate for Invisalign. And, you know, if I've done it, if it's been done once, it's been done by, you know, thousands of doctors, your doctor and you guys can do it too. And here he is, 13 months later, nine appointments. You can imagine all the appointments that would have occurred with broken brackets, right? I mean, I know you clinical people are thinking, well, he would have been a broken bracket nightmare, right, on the lower arch, even with bike turbos on. How about Miss Megan? Senior in high school, this girl does not want braces on her teeth senior year, okay? She doesn't want to graduate with them. She doesn't want to go to college with them on. Um, you know, again, multiple opinions. I mean, second, third, fourth opinions. I think we were number five. And we corrected her in 16 months. Yes, she did wear some elastics, just like the braces, and 14 appointments, no refinement. Okay? Um, again, these are cases all of you in your offices could be treating uh, without a problem. Here she is before and after. So, again, these are all patients, and I'm showing a lot of team because I think a lot of times it's the team patient that you have the most, um, um, I would say, I mean, you're, you don't have the believability, A, that the team's going to wear it, and B, that it's really going to work for the team. The adult patient, a lot of the adults, that's all they want. So, you know, sometimes there's really not much of a discussion about anything else because that's all they really want. The team can come in, and, and obviously you can sway them one way or the other. Miss Anya, her older sister had braces. The parents actually wanted Invisalign for this young lady. They, they absolutely wanted it. Tough case, I have to tell you. I mean, I wasn't 100% sure that it was going to work out exactly like I had planned, but 
here she is um, at refinement. So this is about a year of treatment. And then finally, we finished up. It took about 18 months to do this treatment. I think you'd all agree it was a great result. And here she is, 10 visits. Of, and again, can you imagine with braces, the broken brackets, uh, the bite plates that you might have had to use, all the other things, auxiliaries that you would have had to use in order to clear those lower brackets while those front teeth were aligning. And this is two years later, very stable result. Lene, another 13-year-old, 8th grader, mom requested Invisalign. She searched out our office. Open bite, class 3. Here she is five months later. She is in the liner number 10, and the bite's closing down. Here's her five-month progress. And we have her with nice, colorful rubber bands, which really helps for those patients that say they want colors. Yeah, you can have colors with Invisalign. Look, we have colorful rubber bands. And here she is finally finishing up at 13 months, seven active visits, folks, before and after. My final case, and I show this one because this is really out of the box, okay? This is like, okay, maybe, you know, for some of you this would be like really uncomfortable, but I want you to start thinking big. I want you to start thinking about possibility. We have a mixed dentition. He's 14. Let me tell you, these patients come in to your offices, and they have requests, and, and they do have requests these days, right? I mean, this is the way it is. And mom didn't want braces on her son. And we talked about surgery, but we're going to try Invisalign. And look what happened. Here he is. This is six months of wearing rubber bands. And here he is, nine months later, progress. Here he is at 12 months, looking pretty good. We still have a, a primary tooth to lose on the upper right, but look, all the, the canines dropping in beautifully. Here he is at refinement number two, okay? And, and here he is, this is a recent progress I took before I did this webinar. And the canines are in now, and we're just finishing up. We're wrapping it up. Okay, wrapping up this treatment, it's taken a little bit longer than, say, a normal case. You know, he's probably at it about 30 months at this point. We're not quite done, but looks like we probably hit, you know, we're going to be able to solve this young man's problems. He's 16 and a half now, and I'll have to send him to the surgeon. And again, you can use class 3 elastics. Elastics can be used with these aligners to solve a lot of the same problems that you would have done with braces. And look at that nice profile change. And you can bet that is one happy parent and very, very happy young man. So that, I wanted to just give you an overview. That was a potpourri of cases, you know, some pretty simple to some pretty extreme. But it's, it's, it's what is possible, folks, with Invisalign. So recommended schedule for your team patients in particular. You know, we basically do um, a week cycle. So we give them eight sets when they first get started. I know for some of you that might be a little uncomfortable to start with. Um, and you might want to give them four sets and have them back in a month, okay? We, we typically are pretty comfortable with the eight-week cycle at this point, but, you know, we have lots of experience. And then in a line or nine, we'll start the elastics. And if patient's doing well, we may give them enough to last them anywhere from 10 to 12 weeks. Let me tell you, the parents love this. Remember those busy moms? They love this. Um, G7 are some of the new enhancements that your doctor is going to be learning about, and they're going to help with some of those laterals that maybe you've heard about you know, don't track super well. There's some new um, optimized attachments and some smart staging that they've incorporated. And we've also improved a lot of our uh, root control, especially for distillation cases and extraction cases. So some of the G7 is going to be um, really introduced uh, coming this January. So you guys know this. You're taking care of moms. 
right? It's the moms that make the decision. They're responsible for 80 cents of every dollar spent on health care today, okay? So, you know, this is nothing that you already don't know. I mean, any woman, you know, you say this too, like, yeah, duh, I mean, we make all the decisions. We do. And I think we have to think about what is, you know, obviously what's great for the child, but, you know, what's going to make mom's life easier? And the moms were part of that survey, and they were choosing Invisalign for these three main reasons. They wanted their child to look better. They thought it would be a lot less painful. I mentioned that earlier about the, the pain, right, that telling the parent was a lot less painful for your child, right? You don't have those wires to poke. You don't have the brackets rubbing on the cheeks. And I don't want the child to be teased. Um, high schools are tough today. <laughs> and, you know, the, the kids are getting, you know, there is bullying. I mean, having the aligners in, it's not as noticeable. And yet at the same time, the kid's feeling like, wow, I got in this line, you know, and I'm getting, I'm getting my teeth fixed. And, it, you know, it's kind of done in a very subtle fashion. So I think uh, I wish I could find a slide that said, be the reason someone smiles forever, okay, because that's what you guys can do. You know, it, it's pretty incredible. I'll tell a really quick story. Um, the other day I was in one of our um, locations and a former treatment coordinator of mine came in and we were going to have lunch together. And, and as she was there, she saw a patient leaving who um, she actually had helped, you know, um, get started with Invisalign. And this gal was extremely scared to start. I mean, just, oh, my gosh. It took a lot of follow-up. It took a lot of phone calls. It took a lot of persistence on this particular treatment coordinator's part to get this gal to start treatment. And she, and she needed treatment. And um, she was just so scared, you know. And um, so she's walking out now with her new baby boy, runs into this uh, former TC of mine. And, you know, the two of them, you know, she's like, gosh, thank you so much. I'm so happy that you, you pushed me, that you kept calling me, that you were persistent because I am so happy. I just, it's just the best thing I've ever done for myself. She brought this gal to tears, right? And this gal came in to have lunch with me, right? But, you know, it, and, and when I walk in, you know, she's got her eyes are all red, the other patient's leaving, and they're hugging each other. And it, this is what we do, folks. This is how powerful it is. So be the reason someone smiles forever. And, yeah, the patients come in, they say, you know, doc, I, I, I want colors. I want the braces because I get the colors. You can give them colors, you know. I show the patients this slide all the time. Well, I have colorful rubber bands. How's that? How's that? Uh, will that work for you? How will that work? They all go, oh, yeah, that would be really cool. So, you know, if that, don't let that be an objection because a lot of times your parents are going to want the design for the children. They get it. The moms get it. Us moms, we know what our kids want. And the kids sometimes are going to be the ones saying, I want the colors, I want the colors. You can offer them colorful rubber bands. So I want to show this to you. This is kind of um, interesting, especially for any um, financial people online or even the treatment coordinator, for that matter. If you guys, you know, our average self-ligating case in our office, a teen case, is averaging about 24 months of treatment, okay, or 24 visits, I apologize, um, and 24 visits, okay, and about it ends up, if you look at the average case fee, you subtract the hardware cost, okay, it's pretty simple math, you get about $200 a visit, okay? And we look at the Invisalign team treatment, the average case fee, like I said, we charge the same. We subtract the lab fee, okay, it's a little higher than the cost of your hardware. Visits, however, about half. And if you look at it, $300 per visit. Remember, in the very, very beginning, I talked about how there were four things, it was, it was the perfect storm and how we want it to also be more profitable, well, this is how you can be more profitable per visit. 
you'll have fewer visits, and each visit will be that much more um, profitable for the practice. And you know what? I know a lot of you are always talking about the braces. Well, the braces only cost you this much. Well, I'm sorry, but you got you got a lot of stuff you got to order in order to have braces. Okay, you got to have pliers, you got to have these tray setups, you got to have sterilization cassettes. I know what it takes. And this is our um, this is what's very cool. This is our um, tray setup for our Invisalign patients. So the majority, I mean, you figure like on a regular day, about 65% of our patients are coming in our Invisalign appointments. That's our tray setup. So. 15 cents, and it's disposable. We just recycle the little plastic tray. So anybody that's listening to this that spends a lot of time in the kitchen doing doing fires and, and mirrors, this is a really uh, nice way to spend your time doing the sterilization. Very simple. How about scheduling? Um, for you scheduling people, let's look at this. Activation appointments in our office are 30 minutes. Start 75, getting those braces on. We don't do indirect bonding. It's doctor time involved. D-band with records, an hour and a half, and repositioning is 45 minutes. Okay, look, a liner delivery, half the time. Start Invisalign, meaning place attachments, 30 minutes. Removal of Invisalign attachments and final records, 30 minutes, and a refinement scan. Quite honestly, it's 30 minutes, but that number probably is a little high because um, with that new iTero element now, we're finding that our scans are about half the time. So we may be adjusting some of these. Um, some of these time frames, but you can see where you can save some time in your day, and you can start to run on time, you can get more patients into the schedule, and, and, and really have a nice streamlined, efficient schedule for your practice. After all this, if you're still not sure, okay, I mean, some of you may be going, okay, this all sounds good, but huh, I just don't know, I'm still not sure. Well, let's just talk reality. From 2009 to 2014, the overall orthodontic industry grew 11%. Okay, not huge growth. Clear aligners, Invisalign clear aligners, 110%. So demand is up. Women, okay, teeth is the most important feature for a first impression. Okay, and we're appealing not only to women as patients, but women as the moms of our patients, right? Moms and teens are going to choose Invisalign because decreasing discomfort, less likely to be teased. And that was that study done by Kelton. And last but not least, I think this is super important, 50% of adults polled, and this was an AAO poll, would pass on treatment if only offered metal or clear braces. So, I mean, and I find that to be a, very true. I mean, patients come in as saying, yes, I was told I wasn't a candidate. I really went Invisalign, you know, am I a candidate? And um, this, this goes on weekly in our office, even to this day. Align technology, 15 years it took them to get to 3 million and only 10 months to get to 4 million patients. So the momentum is here, folks. So you need to listen to your patients. And more than that, you need to, to believe. Believe it's possible. Believe it's, it's something that's possible for your patients, for your practice. And I'm leaving you with a final thought. And um, it's a quote from Michelangelo, and this is a picture of my husband and I and our team in, in uh, California. The greater danger for most of us lies not in setting our aim too high and falling short, but in setting our aim too low and achieving our mark. So I want to thank you for spending this morning with me. I know we have a Q&A coming up, so um, stay on, and I'm sure there will be some fabulous questions. Okay, thank oh. you, Dr. Galante. Um, this is the moderator, and I'm going to go ahead with the first question. 
All right, the question is, what do you do when a parent doesn't want Invisalign? How do you handle the conversation when the parents are against it from the onset? That is a fantastic question. And if a parent, if you've spent the time educating, like you remember that one slide I showed, the compare and contrast trigger, you know, how you need to really educate them. If you've gone all through that, okay, and they're just like really adamant. I mean, sometimes you just get people that are just like, they, they're no nonsense, they know what they want, just give it to me. Then don't argue with them. I mean, I wouldn't argue with them. But it, I mean, but if you still think that there's this little window where they just don't understand, then, you know, sometimes I'll say something like, well, you know, why, you know, why are you so opposed to this line? You know, have you had some experience with it or anyone you know? Because sometimes you'll find out, and this has happened quite a bit, they'll say, well, you know, my neighbor had them on, and gosh, they were always hanging down, like spit showing through the teeth, and I just, it just didn't look very good. So that is something that you could totally, you know, have a great answer for. Well, you know, maybe, maybe that, you know, first of all, we don't know if they were wearing it in design. It could have been a retainer. Maybe they aren't wearing it enough, you know. Our liners fit really well. You can, my advice would be to make sure that maybe you have a staff member in the office with the liners in and they can, um, you know, they can actually show, you know, what it looks like when it's on. Um, it's a good idea to have some photos. So I would say depending on how, you know, adamant the parent is, you know, you know how you should just back off and let them have what they want, fine. If you still think that there's like a still window and they're just not understanding, then, you know, ask them a simple question, you know, why are you so opposed? Do you have some experience with it? And that simple question could open up a whole door, uh, another opportunity for you to still share it and, and maybe convert them because they just didn't, they were thinking it was something else than what it really is. Okay, next question. What percentage of your Invisalign practice patients require one, two, three, or four refinements? So in, that's a fabulous question. In the beginning, okay, when you're first going down this path, okay, I showed you some cases where we had some pretty, you know, simple situations, maybe one or two refinements. Actually, that last one I showed you, he, he's probably, I mean, we're still on the second refinement. I might have to do a third. You know, we're still kind of not out of the woods there. But I would say in the beginning, don't be upset with yourself or with your doctor if they have to do multiple refinements. Um, it's not uncommon, I would say, when you're first starting to have probably, you know, two refinements pretty much on every case. Um, you know, and those hard, hard cases, maybe even three. But I will tell you this, that once you start getting really good at it and your doctor gets a better training and gets to really dial in the ClinCheck, and the team members clinically are able to troubleshoot things, like you guys clinically will be able to see when a tooth isn't tracking early and address it early before it becomes a big problem, because sometimes little problems are easy to fix early. Um, you'll be able to really nip those refinements in the bud, okay? And I would say a lot of refinements are done because the patient isn't wearing them. Okay, and I know this because I do a lot of coaching and consulting for a lot of other doctors, and I'm looking at their second, third, and fourth refinement, and I'm comparing it to the first refinement, and they look the same, meaning the patient hasn't been wearing them. So, um, so that would take a lot of education on your team's part, especially the staff, to, you know, make sure that when a patient comes in, that they're, they're fitting well, that they have a, um, 
that they're seated well, they're going in with some dental floss and checking those contacts, that they are alerting the doctor, hey, you know, there's a tight contact between the lower right one and two, um, so the doctor might want to do a little lightning strip, and, and really educating the patient. It's so important, especially the clinical people. Your job, just because you're delivering some aligners doesn't mean that's all you do. No, you sit there, you instruct the patient how to wear them, how to clean them, you're checking for attachments, you're checking for tight contacts, and you're checking for wear, and you're asking loads of questions, you know, you know, how's it going, tell me your wear cycle, tell me how they're worn all day, and I think if you start to really dial that in, you'll have fewer and fewer refinements, but don't be upset that you'll have a several, you know, more than you'd like in the beginning until you kind of dial all of this in, part of the plan. Great. Okay, question three. What are some of the main reasons why patients don't move forward with Invisalign, even when you tell them all the benefits? I think sometimes they have this feeling in their head they can't do it, that they're not going to be disciplined enough, and that, that's another good question. So I always tell the parents, the patients, you know, I actually kind of like to look the patient in the eye, especially if they're a teenager. I'll say, look, this is a this is you and me together. Like we're kind of partners in this deal, okay? And I'm going to need you to wear these, okay? Because I haven't figured out a way for these to work if they're sitting in your retainer case or in your backpack, or if you left them home on your bathroom counter. And they they just don't work like that yet, you know. I haven't figured that one out. If I could figure that one out, I'd invite you to my private island that I would own, okay? Because I'd be very wealthy. But until then, you got to wear them. So it's fifty fifty, and it's really super important that you wear them. And I think that a lot of times that's what the parent's thinking. They're thinking that either their kid's not going to wear them or that the adult thinks, I'm not going to wear these things. I'm not that disciplined. So if, if you get that sense, you know, you can ask a simple question is, well, what are you concerned about? I mean, get, you know, my feeling is when you, if, if you get like you, you, you hit a statement like, well, I just, you know, I, I just don't want them. Uh, Find out, well, why do you feel that way? You know, you know, do you, are you feeling like, you know, that it, there's just too much work? Well, let me tell you about braces, you know, because sometimes they don't understand with braces, you know, all that's involved. So I think it's asking questions. And, again, if they're really adamant, you don't want to push it. You don't want to make them mad, you, you know. So you kind of have to learn. And these treatment coordinators are good at this. I mean, you know when you to back off and when you've kind of, you know, given them the information and they're still insisting on braces, well, You've done your job, but I think you got to say to yourself, did I really give them all the information? Have I really given them, you know, the right tools to make the right decision? After all, wouldn't you want that if you went into a healthcare provider? Wouldn't you want all the information before you were going to make a decision about, you know, dental care, health care, something for your family? So I think that's kind of how I, I look at it. And then, of course, back off if you feel like, you know, you've given it and they still want braces, then... Sign them up for braces. You know, I hope I, I hope that I hope that answered the question. All right, next question: How do you respond to parents who say Invisalign is only for easy cases? Oh, yeah. And again, I love that question. I love that. I love that statement because I'm going to come back with a question and say, you know, I, I understand. I understand what you're saying, but you know, why do you think that way? You know, what experience do you have with Invisalign? And you'd be surprised when you start asking these questions, the things they tell you, you know, the stuff that they've read online, 
you know, who tells them something at the, you know, the grocery store, you know, about their experience with Invisalign. I mean, it's random people that give them information that aren't even in, in our, that aren't even in the dental field, that don't even do Invisalign, but that, that, that are maybe some sort of, you know, person on the Internet talking about their experience with maybe Invisalign. We're not, we're not even sure if it's Invisalign. It could be, a, you know, um, something else. And I, I just always back it up with more questions. You know, if they make a statement, I, I, rather than trying to go into defensive mode, I just do the offense and I, I punt back to them and say, well, what do you know about Invisalign or why do you say that? Like, what has been your experience? And it's amazing when you do that, when you punt back to them, rather than be on defense all the time, um, you'll get some really good uh, conversations going. And, um, and, and, and generally, it'll work out in your favor because you're really digging deep into some either firmly entrenched information they have or some really bad information that they have. And again, that's our job. Our job is to help people smile forever, and it's also to help people um, get all the information so they can make a logical, um, they, can make, they can make a decision for their family that works for their lifestyle and for their family. Okay, next question. How long do you prescribe patients to wear each set of aligners? On the comparison so, you showed earlier, mm -hmm. braces took yeah. 24 months while Invisalign only took 12. So it was 24 visits versus 12 visits, so that wasn't months. I, I said months, but I made a mistake. It was visits. The treatment times have nothing to do with the visits because our braces patients are seen every six weeks. Our Invisalign patients are seen every 10 to 12 weeks. So you could have a, pa you could have a braces patient that's going to be in treatment for 12 months, right? So they're going to be seen twice as many times during that year as my Invisalign patient that probably will be seen maybe, you know, four or five times, right? Because we're only going to see them every, say, 10 to 12 weeks. So the treatment times are often very similar, but the visits are less. And if the visits are less, it impacts your schedule less, which allows for more free slots to schedule more patients. Because I know, and I know for some doctors, you know, and, and scheduling coordinators, you know, they're listening to this, you're thinking, well, you know, why would we want to do that? Our schedule's not full enough. And I understand that. I, I, our schedule certainly could have more patients in it too, right? And when you start doing more Invisalign, you will have more scheduling. Uh, you'll have more openings in your schedule. It'll be actually kind of nice because you'll, you won't be feeling so frantic. You can actually kind of think um, sometime between 9 and 5, and you'll also be able to stay on time and handle those same-day starts, handle those emergency visits, you know, handle patients who call at, like, 4 o'clock and need to come in right away. You know, you'll be able to do that. And, boy, that's great customer service, right? But the treatment times, we tell the patient, are pretty equal. I mean, we don't make any promises that you'll finish sooner in this line, right? Because if they don't wear them, it could take a lot longer. Um, but it's the visits that are cut in half. And that's why there's more profitability because you see the patient almost half as many times. And it's all about those visits, you know, the times they come into the office and they're seen. That's, that's you know, time invested, staff time, doctor time, 
know, wear and tear on the on the office, scheduling coordinator, having to schedule the patients every six weeks. So that's the difference. Okay, next question. When a patient is referred for traditional base braces by a dentist who offers Invisalign, how do you approach this to close the case? So one way you can do it is you can have both models um, on your desk. So you can have like a model of braces and a model of uh, and this one. And when the patient sits down, you know, you say, Joey, so what kind of braces were you thinking about today? So the treatment coordinator says, Joey, what kind of braces were you thinking about today? You know, and you just tell them point to the metal or to the clear. And then if they sometimes they'll, you know, that, that opens the door. First question, what kind of braces are you thinking about today? And if they if they point directly to clear, then boom, there's your conversation. If they point to metal, then that's where you're going to have to go and do the compare and contrast because, you know, the family may not know much about the difference. In fact, the family may not even know what the clear things are. They may think they're just retainers, right? I have a patient come in all the time. Oh, I just thought those were retainers. I just thought you were showing me the retainers at the end of treatment. I didn't know that those were um, braces. So um, I think that's a real simple way. And because that way, you know, right away, they've already made a choice, so you can kind of go down that path. So they may just choose this one right from the start. You don't have to talk about it, braces. If they choose braces, then you're going to have to do the compare and contrast. And, you know, your doctor, I know, sometimes can put the kibosh on it <laughs> because sometimes, you know, the patient's excited about the Invisalign and then the doctor comes in and says, well, you're not a candidate. And I think, you know, treatment coordinators, if you're online, um, I think sometimes it's, you know, it's up to you to some degree to try to, you know, encourage them to think about this more from a, a standpoint of, you know, what's happening, you know, out there that patients are requesting it, that Invisalign is growing. They, you know, they, 4 million patients uh, have been treated now, a million in the last 10 months. I mean, the last, yeah, in the last 10 months. So, I mean, it, it is, I know, because I've, I've had treatment coordinators I've hired who never saw an Invisalign case in their life. And they were in offices where the doctors were very adamant against it. And you may not be able to, you know, change, you know, his or her mind. But you're on the call today, so hopefully they, you know, gave you the green light to at least listen to the call. So maybe they're open to some of the ideas and things that you learned and that you can share with them. And there's certainly plenty of information for the doctors to learn how to use the appliance and gain that confidence and the ability to see that it really does work and that they can use it equally as well as braces. Okay, question coming up here. We do not achieve the desired results for deep bite cases. Any helpful hints? Yeah, so gosh, there, you know, there's a lot of um, uh, archived uh, webinars. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but I would have, uh, you go to your Invisalign doctor's site and under the education tab, you'll see uh, archived webinars from the past and there'll be discussions about, you know, treating these deep bite cases from some of the, you know, different presenters. Um, I know for a fact that any of the um, master's courses, so we have the Invisalign Orthodontic Master's courses right now going on all over the United States. There's many of them. And 
you can your doctor can sign up for those. It's um, three courses over the per a period of six months. And the first course, what we teach is basically, you know, class one deep bite cases, um, and and even even some class two deep bite cases. But we we go into it pretty in detail. And by the time you come you come out of that first course, and even into the second course, kind of reiterating kind of the same thing. I mean, these are three eight eight hour day long courses that are really full of you know. You know, each day you're looking at probably anywhere from, you know, 12 to 20 cases. So the doctor gets to really learn how to become really proficient with deep eye cases. And then there's a whole um, forum. So there's like 90 days where doctor will have cases that they can submit and have, um, you know, the whoever's teaching the course will be their mentor and help them set these cases up. So. You know, encourage your doctors to look at some of these um, courses that are available to them. And I would also, you know, take the lead on it, get in touch with your territory managers and say, hey, you know, I heard Dr. Galante's lecture the other day, her webinar, and um, I want my doctor to find out about some of these master's courses and so he can sign up or she can sign up for them. And call the territory manager. They'll be more than happy to direct you guys to the right courses and, and get you know, because there's a bunch of new ones starting 2017. I'll be teaching a few of them, and um, they're all over the United States, and they are definitely, um, definitely worth uh, doctor time to go to. They're, I, they're just amazing, and, and they won't regret it. Okay, next question. How do you tell a mother who accompanies her child that she would benefit from treatment gracefully? Huh. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I love that one. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is a. There is a. There is a, a. A right way, and then there's a really wrong way. Yeah. Um, so, huh. You know, one thing you could do, and and sometimes you know, what we'll do that's a little probably a little bit more subtle. There's there's a couple different thoughts I have for you. Okay. One thing to do is you could, you could just have a a promo in the office, a simple promo, put a flyer together, a little brochure, um, you know, mom, dad, it's your turn now, something like that, you know. Um, you know, we're offering, um, now, you know, you've been coming here, you know, your, your kids are getting treatment, it's time for you now. And you know, offer them some sort of incentive, you know, whether it's some sort of, um, you know, discount or something for free or something. You know, offer them something special to them, and have information out in your reception area. Have maybe a flyer that you've produced out in your, even in your clinic. So if your parents are coming back, like they do in our offices, you know, have something there that the you clinical team can say, look, you know, look, Mrs. Smith, we're offering this promo for you know all our parents, and um, you know, this might be something you know you, or your husband, or maybe a couple of your friends might be interested because we'll we'll extend it to anyone you know. So that's kind of subtle. You're not like just saying, okay, you really need this. You know, look, you or your husband, or you know, you and maybe your friends will extend it to them. And it's kind of a subtle way of saying it. Um, email. A lot of times we'll shoot out emails um, on a regular basis, actually weekly, 
and we'll, we'll just have a promo where we like Mother's Day. We do something usually every year around Mother's Day and Father's Day. We'll do something special for the parents. Hey, it's time for you, Mom. What a great gift to give yourself for Mother's Day. Maybe, you know, how about getting your teeth straight? So those are kind of subtle ways. You're not directing it directly necessarily at them, but you're, you're putting the word out that, hey, you know, um, you can have these too, and it's your turn now. Um, another way of doing it is have your insurance coordinator, um, you know, certainly run a report if possible. I mean, sometimes the, uh, they will know whether the adult has adult dental or ortho coverage, and sometimes a, um, a more targeted letter or email to that parent. By the way, we've discovered that you have $2,000 of orthodontic coverage. We're offering this, um, you know, special promotion to our uh, parents, you know, this month only, blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot of ways of doing it uh, very subtly and um, always making it so that it's something special you're doing just for them because they're part of the practice and you're thanking them for their, you know, commitment, you know, to your office. Next question, how do you determine noncompliance versus lack of tracking? Oh, okay. So, good question. So, lack of tracking typically is like one tooth. So, like you might have a, a, a lateral, you know, that you were trying to extrude, and it's not extruding. Everything else fits beautifully, right? That one lateral, there's just, it just, it's not seeding any, anymore. Or a premolar that had to be rotated off and those will lose tracking because of tight contacts. Um, sometimes it could be that it's not tracking because, you know, maybe there was an attachment that should have gone on. But usually it's more like one or two teeth. Not wearing it enough, whole arch is not fitting. <laughs> like the patient's trying to put it in and it's just not going down. I mean, or if it's down, you know, it's maybe, you know, 50% of the way down, you know, and they're trying to pretend that they've been wearing it and they just popped it in in the waiting room before they sat down in the chair to see you. Another way of telling if they're not wearing it is you can look at um, the ClinCheck, you know, and, and the way I, I'll look at it is I'll say, okay, so, um, you know, you're on number 10. Let's say they wore it really well, and all of a sudden they stopped wearing it. Like, they wore, like, maybe the first five sets, so they got away with five sets. And then they started to, like, kind of slack off. So sometimes they can slack off for six and seven, but then what will happen, like, around eight, that third one, it won't be seeding all the way. But now they're only wearing it 16 hours a day, and they're still getting away with it. And you haven't seen them yet because they're not due back until number 10. And then they go to nine, and by the time they hit ten, it's like so far off now, right? Because they've been they were moving forward at the same you know two week cycle or whatever cycle you had them, and uh, they this is not fitting. So a lot of times what I'll do rather than do a refinement is they'll say, you know what, these just aren't fitting very well. I have a feeling we're not getting you know twenty two hours a day. Tell me about um, let's talk about your day. So when you get up in the morning, are your aligners in your mouth? Oh, yeah, doc, they're in. Okay, so then what happens then when you wake up? And then I have them go through my day, go through their day, go through their day. And you'll start to see um, a, a, a little bit of the truth come out. They don't like to admit it, but you'll start to see lapses where they're out for four hours, you know, 
five hours, sometimes, you know, they're out for, you know, whole day. The, parent, the patient will go, well, you know what, I, I left, I forgot to put them on after I brushed my teeth, I was gone all day, you know. How many times a day, how many times a week does that happen? Oh, it happened twice this, this week, and does that happen a lot? Well, it usually happens at least once or twice a week. Well, that's a lot, you know. So um, I think you just have to dig, have these conversations, and then when you find out what the problems are, if it's a non-tracking one-tooth, refinement most likely, okay? Um, sometimes you can bootstrap it. Sometimes you can do some other things. If it's, they're all not fitting, you can backtrack. Try to tell them, come, please come in with all your aligners. Let's see if we can find one that fits. You'll usually find one that fits. You usually will. And they might have to go back six, seven, eight of them, you know, and then work your way forward again. And that usually actually works out pretty good. But don't jump into refinement because you'll just be doing refinement after refinement. And then what will happen is the doctor gets frustrated because he's doing refinements at the yin yang. Uh, patient gets frustrated because their teeth aren't moving, and they're going to start blaming you guys. They're going to say it's your fault. Well, no, you haven't been compliant. So um, great question, really good question, and hopefully it was a very long answer, but hopefully that helped. <laughs> Okay, we have about two minutes left, and the last question here is, do you offer Invisalign to patients with contracted PPO fees? If you do, how do you, change, how do you charge the premium? Okay, that's a good question. Um, so, yeah, with the contracted PPO fees, you can charge a premium. Now, I've had this discussion with other doctors before, and they told me that that's not true, but the, the, my understanding, and I'm not the financial coordinator, okay? So if she was on, I think she'd agree with me on this because I think we've had this discussion. And, and that you can, um, the, the contract to see is for standard braces. So standard braces, metal braces, right? Um, if you already offer, like, say, ceramic braces, I mean, we used to always offer ceramic braces for years. And we always charged a $500 premium, you know, for the ceramic braces. And that was, that was an option for the patient. They had to pay for that out of pocket, right? And, um, they, and they gladly did. And you can, my understanding is you can do the same with the plastic. It's a premium uh, upgrade. It's not the standard. And you can add on that additional fee, whether it's 500 or 1,000 or whatever you, you choose to do, uh, you can do that. And I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm pretty accurate about that. I'm, I don't want to name com you know, insurance companies, but um, we're not on all of them. We're on some of the major players. and We've been doing it for, like, a long time, probably, a, I mean, for sure, at least a decade, and never, you know, has been a problem. I mean, I, I'll tell you that sometimes if you do char do an upcharge that's significant, the patient may not go for the midline. They're going to go for the standard braces, right? So that's $500 magic number that I shoot out there all the time is the number um, I like to use. But, you know, you might be able to go up a little bit more on the PPO fee and still get some buy-in because they're still going to get, you know, a reduced rate. But I'm, I'm almost positive that's how you can do it legally and, and, and no problem. It's just kind of an out-of-the-pocket for the patient. The patient decides they want it or not, and um, it's something that they're going to have to pay anyway, you know, in their monthly payment fee. 
Okay, we are out of time. Thank you so much for all of the Q&A. Um, I do want to point out that uh, there is a survey in the uh, chat window, and we do hope that you take a moment to complete it. And I also want to mention any unanswered questions will be addressed and included as part of the archive posting. With that, I want to extend a special thank you to you, Dr. Galante. This concludes the audio portion of today's Ask the Expert webinar.